When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on all social media except Facebook because I don't really know her like that. And my AKA for today is it's tax season, bitches. And I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Candice, not so newlywed PC on all social media. I have an AKA, but I will say just because it's tax season doesn't mean you'll meet you a Monique. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> Starting off strong, are we? Here we go. I am, as usual, we're joined by um, our third co-host and Adrian. Hey, girl. Hey, y'all. Um, be sure to find Adrian at ADTESQ83 on Twitter. She she tweets a little bit, but I know people will at me like, what's Adrian's at? Even though it'd be in the show notes, but I'll say it on air too. Um, cause sometimes I know sometimes I just start playing the podcast. I won't necessarily read the show notes. If I fuck with you, I'm going to listen regardless of what the show notes are saying. So True. be sure to follow Adrian. I know I've gotten several ads like what's Adrian's at and it's at ADTESQ83. Do not be weird because she will curse you out. I will. She Don't will. be weird. But internet. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you're a fan of us and you are enjoying us and, I've gotten a lot of feedback about, you know, what you add to the show, Adrian. So please, please follow Adrian and interact with her. She watches the shows and, you know, and she will act with some good tea when she comes across it. So that's the other part, too. So do that. Um, Y'all ready to get into the shows? I'm ready. Before I do, I just, we used to be a proper society. And when we were... Famous black women were not telling us they like to be peed on unprovoked. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't want to bring back kink shaming because I have been unlearning about that, but I do want to bring back shaming people for volunteering information nobody asked for. Yes. I, I, I want to bring back shaming people for not using discernment. What, but what the, if that's the, their kink? I, now, God damn it, Adrian. Well, then we, we will have to bring back kink shaming because there's no reason for it's not my thing. Let me be honest with you. Because it's bodily, it's bodily waste. But if you like being bathed in another person's bodily waste, knowing most men don't even drink water. Most straight men don't even be drinking water. They'd be pissing battery acid. Especially these famous men. I'm going to be honest with you. Because all they do is party all the fucking time. Future, all they future. do is drink, smoke, and eat hot wings. A nigga, a nigga named Navadius is somewhere like, now why am I in it? We used to be a proper society on that note. And we also, I don't know which ancestor 
we as a black community disrespected to have to be subjected to Krishan Rock and Blueface, but we apologize. <laughs> Get those two toxic therapy needed motherfuckers out of media spotlight, please. You know what's hilarious about that is that I see the conversations about them too, but I just have not been privy to any information about either of them. And I think that I'm blessed to highly favor. I'm going to tell you what it is. They are both fucked up and riddled in trauma from their upbringing. Mm-hmm. And when you take two people who are dressed to the nines and trauma and his poor childhood upbringing and homelessness and drug addiction and parentlessness you get whatever they have and i'm not calling that no relationship sounds like dysfunction this but we don't need to be subjected to that it's it's a lot worse dysfunction is not the word it's (laughs) because you feel so many things at once because you want to acknowledge everybody's trauma but they're fucked up together and like two fucked up individuals together constantly fucking up other individuals and continuing to fuck up each other she fighting his people like it's it's just too much it's too much and the zeus documentary is gonna be lit because zeus has done irreparable harm to the black community (laughs) (laughs) yeah if i can figure out how to start a class action lawsuit against zeus we're gonna be in there we're gonna be good money they should be out of fucking business there's just, I just feel like, and I understand what sells reality TV is drama, is mess, is chaos. But when you, you have no boundary, there's no line in the sand for Zeus. They would show us these two, these people's families fighting each other, fighting them. And that's, is so fucking much. And there's clearly some problems with him and her. She definitely appears to have a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. She walking around with that tooth out her fucking mouth. Mama D like this post. Come on, Jeremy. <laughs> I just like I said <laughs> to the ancestors, we apologize. Take it back. Take it back. Get it away from us. We don't need that. Mm-mm. Um, let's get into the shows. Let's get into love and hip hop. Speaking of taking it back, love and hip hop family reunion. Um, I just. <clears throat> One thing I knew was going to happen, I knew Shekinah was going to be copping please with Chrissy. I knew that was going to happen. We all knew. I just, Chrissy is not somebody whose bad side you want to be on. Especially when you can't fight. And when you were wrong. Yeah. You were wrong. Let's be honest about it. You were wrong. And you gave Chrissy that full-fledged, you know, sincere apology and gave Tierra Marie a half-ass apology. I just, I just still to this day don't believe you had a right to bring that up in any capacity, not even to Tierra Marie. It if she wants to talk, business. yeah, if she wants to talk about that situation, that is on her. But you, like, it's like almost like you haven't learned your lessons from when you threw your former friend under the bus. She's a miserable person. She's a very miserable person. And they always be like, well, tell us your business. I don't think she has no business to tell. That's why she's so miserable. Yeah. If we being honest, I don't think Shekinah has anything truly worth talking about or discussing because she doesn't even discuss positive things that go on in her life on this show. I mean, take it a step further, even when it before it was the reunion, even when it was just the individual seasons, 
she never had anything worthwhile to talk about on OG Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. So no, she didn't. And I just or on Ti and Tiny. Also that. I feel like as an established hairstylist who has been in the industry and been in the game all these years, you say you have, you should be you should be doing big business that the wig girlies and the wig boys are really getting to bags these days when it comes to hair. <clears throat> they coming out with wig lines, they coming out with tape-in lines, they coming out with weave lines, they coming out with wig products and everything else. I just you don't talk about anything you have going on business wise, and it is very telling to me and my friends. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a step further. You have stylists in Atlanta. It's always some shit going on in Atlanta, girl. How, what the fuck? If we being honest, the girls in Atlanta have started offering late night hair services for the club and the strip club. They only do hair. They only work in the evening time when the girlies is getting ready to go to the club at night. That's smart. So it it just it's very smart. I just I feel like you're a bum. You have had four BBLs. You have had braces longer than nearly Jeremy has been alive. You are still built like a two liter of Fanta. You we still don't know any accomplishments you had other than being brought up in a lawsuit pertaining to Ti and Tiny. What have you done that's, that you feel like you should be allowed to speak other people's business and mishaps and shortcomings on this show all the time? You can't even get shit situated with your orthodontist. <laughs> and you really put a, a, a real nasty, bitter taste in my mouth when we rooting for Lyrica. Because y'all know I don't really care for no Lyrica. I don't care for Lyrica. A1, Big Little, Big Lyrica, Little Lyrica. <laughs> big Little is killing me. <laughs> Little Lyrica, Pam, A1, or none of them. I think they're all terrible fucking people. But you deserve whatever smoke Lyrica is giving to you because I keep saying the people, kids should be off limits. And you even jumped out the thing as Spice again. <clears throat> and I, th- I feel like Adrian and Jeremy, I think y'all made this point a couple weeks ago when y'all said, even if Lyrica and Shekinah had interacted on Instagram, that is not the same as formally meeting somebody in person and introducing yourself. Correct. So the whole she acted like she don't know me. She didn't say she didn't know you. She said this is her first time meeting you. Yeah, because it just like even if you and even if you want to go with that, like that's that's not anything to really get mad about either way. Like no normal person is like getting mad at something so trivial like that. They just not. <laughs> it's not that it's it just wasn't that deep to provoke all this. And again, that's how you could tell they just needed Shekinah to do something for a storyline, putting that in heaven echoes, because this was stupid. Yeah, because she could have played it better. She could have, when she went to introduce her, she could have even been nice, nasty, like, oh, you know, we've interacted, you know, before you unfollow me. Like she could have even did it like yeah. that. Now you've acknowledged meeting her and you've kind of put on her own notice on why you might feel a way about her. Hello. Come on. Nice, nasty. And yeah, I that's think, exactly like it. Lyrica said, she said, if you would, if she would have just told me, I probably would have just apologized not to have any like beef or anything. Or again, Shekinah's story keep changing. First it said follow back. Then you said she unfollowed you or whatever the case may be. Whatever it was, a follow shouldn't hold that much fucking weight when you've been when you have very famous friends. Act like you've been somewhere before, bitch. Well, that's also the problem. She listen, you can take you can take the lame out the hood, but you can't take the 
Well, you can take the hood out the lane, but you can't take the lane out the hood. Like, it's just, it just was very weird. And even when Spice was like, Shekana, you're overreacting. Like, when they had the spa day, first things first, and I, I hope that we're all in agreement, the fact that these men were able to hang out and have a meaningful outing together and not just discuss surface level bullshit. These niggas was having real conversations about trauma, about mental health, getting help, how to get out of this rut, how to do this, how to do that, how to choose yourself, not losing yourself in certain situations. Like these niggas was shooting pool, having real valuable conversations. And these bitches was at the spot arguing because as a, as usual, Shekana can't, she's not, she can't be social in a group of women. She is the, if I had to say, y'all know I hate, I've said this before. I hate when, when women be like, oh no, I can't do females as friends because they too messy. They keep up too much stuff. I, that's a Shekana. We got to be honest. I can't do a Shekana. Somebody who just bring negative negativity and chaos everywhere they go, especially in all women's settings where we should be able to bond, talk, laugh, converse, you know, really talk about things that's affecting us and go from there. I know Shekana. I know some Shekanas in real life. She's a, she's one of them male identifying women. Yeah. Yeah. And she's because she's not happy. Other people are not allowed to be happy in her presence. True. She's unhappy because them braces look like that. That's what the problem is. They need to be tightened. Let's tighten them braces up so she can shut the fuck up. That's what I would like. And I mentioned the men. I feel like the the men had a good time together. That's because they didn't include women in their shit. Yeah. Yep. Shay, the conversation they the, wanted. Yeah, Shay had, had the outline for her event to be what that men's event was. But yeah. she included men and, and threw it all off. Yep. Yep. And the things that those men wanted to discuss pertaining to mental health and wellness and trauma and, you know, the ups and downs of life and feeling suicidal and suicidal, you know, they didn't discuss that amongst the women, Mm -mm. amongst themselves. Um, They be friends. I didn't know that. I missed that. When first year got robbed, they beat him the fuck up. Good. But I also don't want you to discover that you want to be with me after somebody even beat you almost to to death. Like, I really, that's not the the cute thing that is being put out there. You should have valued me and this family before niggas was on top of your head. Like, Yeah, saying, want some coochie after you got beat up. That's nasty work. Yeah. I want to say that to me, the biggest honor, the greatest gift a, a woman could give a man is not by taking his last name, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Married people get married and people get divorced. But the fact that you did not value this woman as she has birthed your children, she has risked her life to bring your children forth in this world. And it took you getting robbed to appreciate her. Go to hell. I feel like this is why women should really this is why I have an issue with what they're trying to do with women's reproductive rights. Mm-hmm. Because I encourage women to not keep pregnancies where the the foundation of the relationship is shit. If the foundation of the relationship is shit, everything revolving around that child is going to be hectic as well. I very rarely notice shitty men become good men once they realize a woman is about to birth their child. 
I'm not going to say Jen is better, uh, Jen a better woman than I could be. I I really wish all that I know I could do it by myself shit. I wish her actions back that up. I do. Because even when they talk about the wedding situation, again, we all here agree a $250,000 wedding when you're living in a brownstone that you don't own, that you have outgrown over the years. That's, that's something. But not once has this man said, Jen, I love you. I want us to have the beautiful wedding that you so desire. I just think we can do it within a certain budget. Yeah, he has some... been a resounding, no, let's just go to City Hall and call it a day. He has not even tried to meet her in the middle. And I'm not saying she has tried to meet him in the middle, but for as much as he has put her through, at some point you should want to meet her in the middle and give her something that you truly feel she deserves. He don't feel like she deserved no beautiful wedding because he's not that invested in that relationship. It's just comfortable. It's familiar. It's what he knows and what he's been knowing about that relationship. He knows that he can fuck off and he can do what he wants to do. And he got to hear her mouth a little bit and her cussing him out. And they may break up for a little while, but he can always come back home. So I, I want her to actually really truly find her value because when she does, I guarantee you her and Fresher will no longer be, be together. When she truly finds and values who she is as a woman and a mother, he won't be in the picture. So worst of luck, everybody. <laughs> Prayers, <laughs> uh, down. Prayers down. Shekana and Spice getting into it. I, I don't. Who haven't Shekana gotten into it with? Even the men was talking about how messy Shekana is. When you, they uh, like she the problem. Yes. Yeah. When when you do clownery. But that's but again for whatever reason I don't know Spice don't Spice doesn't have good discernment either because I feel like Shekana and Carly Red are two bad built peas in a pod. Spice don't have discernment for the simple fact that this ain't your first rodeo with these people. Like nigga, we again yeah we. This ain't y'all know each other. Y'all have known each other in real life, and y'all have been on like OG original Love and Hip Hop Atlanta for eighty-seven years. Y'all, you know these people. Yeah. So there's no excuse for this. This this foolishness. It's really not. It looks like things get really heated tomorrow on tomorrow's episode. Well, some like, there's gonna be some some physical physical fighting on tomorrow's episode, and so well, good because somebody need to get beat the hell up. I also would like for Alexis Sky to go sit on that lady's couch as well, because getting to know somebody for the past week or two, it's to me, it's very strange that you're treating it like a full fledged relationship. And he keeps in, in Scraps defense, he keeps pumping her brakes for her like shorty. We just getting to know each other. Let's let's see how this goes. And when we get back, we can take it from there. And to me, that's fair. I'm not committing to no relationship in you with you after two weeks on the island of Jamaica. Come on now. She acting like they finna walk down the aisle. And that's, it's very weird to me when, when people attach to people that quickly. Because that means there's some trauma elsewhere. You have attachment issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, considering who Alyssa Sky has been involved with it, kind of makes sense again it doesn't excuse it it doesn't make it you know any less you know ridiculous it just it may it makes sense yeah, yeah. but she got trusted or she's gonna always be in positions where she's being exploited because just think just think if scrap wasn't a man with good intentions for her 
and she attached that fast. Yeah. So Which, she got that. And like, we are living in a world where a nigga named Scrap has good intentions. Right. Like, he is not misleading her in any capacity. But I do want to say what I thought was very messy before we get out of here and head over to discuss the season two premiere of Love and Marriage DC. I I don't, Chaotic is charismatic, but he's also a really messy bitch because I thought it was really, really trifling to sit up here and bring up these women's sexual history or who they dated or who they fucked. And he wasn't doing that to the men. Yes, I had that in my notes. Don't, don't play pussy fat with me. Don't, don't do that. I didn't like that. I thought that was some, I thought that was some hoe ass shit. If you was going to do it, why don't you bring it up for all these men and, and all the women they cheated on their women with? Ooh. Um, I want to like Sookie, but she's very, she's much to me like the city girl. She's a girl's girl when it's convenient for her, but she, she's very male centered. And I didn't really, she didn't add no value to the episode. Honestly, she could have stayed just, where she, she was at. She was just there and that was it. That was it. Um, but that was that was it. Y'all ready to move to Love and Marriage DC? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that season premiere. I enjoyed it very much. So did I. You see what can happen when you don't have um the Samuels around. I enjoyed it, but I don't want this season to be talking about the Samuels or inviting them to things and then being surprised when they don't show up when you know they're taping and whatever they're going through, they don't want it on camera or they would have stayed on the show. So if we don't do that for the rest of this season, then I'm good. I was very entertained. That's a good point. So, yeah, that's a great point. And they even started off rolling back some of Monique and Chris's arguments. And I think, you know, you have to explain it in some capacity, but based on like when they gave us like a snippet of what the season is looking like, it looks like they're introducing other couples. It looks like Winter is back and we see very little reference to Monique and Chris. So I think that was just to kind of tie it up for this episode and be like, look, they're not going to be on this show. Okay. But I did find it to be very rich that is his name DJ Silva. I'm pretty sure that's his yeah, name. DJ, that he yeah. talked about not liking something just sprung on him on his radio show when he did that to his previous co-host mm. a couple of years ago. So yeah, I just found I remember that a little that. bit a little bit funny. I remember that. And first first things first, um he like he him he lied. He knew and he could have just been like, those are my friends and I'm not about to discuss what's going on in their personal lives. Because later, Ashley lets us know that Monique and Chris are living completely separate. They're yep. not living in their big ass house in Potomac. They are living in separate parts of Maryland. People who are not, well, let me say, sometimes couples live separately, especially if, if they are super, if they are super busy, super professional and live in different states and different coasts or, you know, something like that. But we're not going to act like it's normal for a married couple to be living in different parts of a city and and be like, oh, yeah, there's nothing going on in that marriage. They just want their own apartments. Oh, Drake face dance. Ever since I left the city, you... <laughs> you are ridiculous. But they're not going to be on the show, as we see. They don't show up in any capacity. Nobody has really spoken to Monique or Chris. I I want to say that I feel like 
when Monique started receiving feedback about how she was perceived on the show, she clocked out. I feel like she thought she was going to be the belle of the show. Her and Chris were going to be the, the, the highly revered couple. Everybody, everything was going to be built around them and centered around them. And when that feedback started coming in, that one, Monique has a very nasty spirit, a very nasty attitude, especially where Chris is, is concerned. And they're fucking boring. And they preach all this pro-blackness while taking, while dealing with their spirituality with a white woman and seeing white people for things like marital counseling and so on and so forth. I think she was like, fuck this. I'm good. They not fucking with me. I'm not fucking with the show. If the reception was totally different, much like she used to receive on Potomac prior to her and Candace falling out, we would see Monique back for season two. Because ultimately, she was never really viewed as a villain on Potomac. Giselle, mm-hmm. Robin, and Ashley did a lot of the, the dirty work to be the villains. And so everybody else looked a lot better in the light. Well, there was no Giselle, no Robin, and no Ashley to be the villain on DC. And Monique's true colors really showed. She is just really got a nasty disposition. She got a nasty spirit. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what happens. That's what happens when you name your your brand some shit like not for lazy moms. Like, girl, what? I remember yeah, we you were, Curtis we dragged were, her for that we shit. We dragged her that. We dragged her for that. And we, rightfully we so. We knew what it was. And rightfully so. We knew what it was. Um, so now that we got that out the way, I still think this was a great season premiere. And I wanted to go and discuss um DJ Quick. I like DJ Quick. Let me be honest. I know that he's done something in the past that totally rubbed everybody the wrong way. Um, but on this show, I do believe that he has been open to being held accountable for certain things and his behaviors. So I want to get into their story really quick. And I want to ask Adrian, who has an adult son and has gone through the teen years. Oh. I can't speak to this yet. Go when ahead. it comes to DJ Quick and Ashley discussing their 14, 15 year old son, not being responsible enough to set his alarm clock and get himself up to get ready for school in the mornings. Where do you fall in that argument? I was on his side. Okay. Um, okay. At 14, at 14, 15, I feel actually before, I think before that, but at 14 and 15, he should be able to get himself up and out of the house because he's only like four years from college. So if he's not used to getting his, his self up, and out the house what happens with college because you're not going to be there in the dorm rooms to get him up and get him out to college so I do I I I agree I agree with him in the in this in this situation and I think this kind of might lead into the other couple's son but you can't kind of hover and protect I mean not protect but be a helicopter parent and then expect when your child is 18 to just go out there and be an adult yeah. and what uh-huh. she's setting him up for right now that there might be that that adjustment because yeah. now is the time to do it okay he misses a class or he's late for school those are natural consequences but in high school those are contained consequences if he goes off to college and he's doing that they'll kick him out of school yeah yeah so like I said I haven't been through it with my kids they're too little But when I was a teenager, when I was in, um, like, when I was in high school, 
I wasn't even, but I wasn't bused to high school. I stayed too close to the schools to be bused to high school. So it was my responsibility to get myself up and get myself together. I had a neighbor who dropped her son off at school in the mornings with me. And so I had, when I got up in the morning to get ready for school, my mom was already gone and at work. And so I didn't have somebody busting in my room, like get your ass up and get ready for school. So to me, I do feel like it's coddling. I do feel like at 14, 15, when, especially 14, 15, that's in high school. I definitely feel like there should be certain responsibilities and expectations of your child that they should be able to meet without you hovering over them and and so that it's achieved, like Adrian said. One of those being, I'm almost certain that, that their child has an iPhone. Why is he not just doing simple things like setting his school alarm? And if she is so, and I understand, like, as she's voicing it, she's kind of parenting from a place of trauma. Yes, I was going to say that. So I acknowledge that. So even if you're not comfortable going completely hands off, what she can do is I'll be up already and maybe just once come by, hey, you know, you got to get up for school and then just leave it at that. Yeah. And then work up to being completely hands, completely hands off in the process. But she, you, they have to start the process now. Yep, absolutely. I agree. And we get introduced to a couple from, um, from Ready to Love, Joy and Clifton, which I don't remember them, but they might've been in that season where it was based out of DC, but I, so far I like their dynamic and, you know, I want to, I want to see where it goes. Um, It's good to see a couple from Ready to Love still together and getting married yeah, because that don't happen that often. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, I was really confused. For Well, I wasn't too confused. When the Steve and Marjorie Harvey Foundation asked Joy, who is a woman who does not have any biological children and has not been in a relationship other than with this man, Clifton, who has children, um, why are you having a sit down with single moms to discuss being ready to love? Mm. This don't surprise me. Didn't he have Paula Dean teaching like a cooking class for like young yeah. black boys at the height of her little yeah. situation? Yep. So that yeah. doesn't surprise me. Yep. I just, I know, I understand the, the want and the need and the willingness to get to a check because that's what this was about. But if I'm a single, if I have been mostly a single woman until recently with no children, I am not as an engaged woman with no children because Clifton doesn't even have his children full time. They, he has them part time, if that. I'm not about to sit down and tell single moms what they need to do to be ready for love because navigating relationships as a single parent is a whole other ballpark, whole other ball game. Yes. So, so in my opinion, sometimes all money, not good money. If anything, I would have said, I appreciate the opportunity, but I don't have children. And I don't think it's right to have this discussion with women about how they as single moms should prepare to love again. That's not my wheelhouse. And she could have put another black woman that she does know that's a single mother on. 
if anything, she could have been like, well, are you open to me bringing somebody in? Maybe I can facilitate the conversation. Yes. yes. And maybe as being a part of this show and the theme being ready to love, maybe I can facilitate it in that capacity, but bringing a single mom who has navigated dating and maybe has gotten remarried and, and so on and so forth while she was a single mom or gotten married, maybe we could go from there. It was so many ways to do it besides feeling like you were qualified to lead that conversation because you did not have the license. I'm just tired of scam empowerment. Yeah. <laughs> as a whole and who it's marketed to, because how do you, because if you go deeper, like they have no respect for the single mothers that are going to attend this thing for you not to even pick somebody. It's not like she's a doctor that's studied dating habits among single mother like no point of reference to offer advice but you have her that there hell they could have called me to come speak if this is the case hello at least I have personal experience and I didn't like how they were making it seem like she was coming at her when it's just like I'm not coming at you but I do have questions of why you would be the person to speak on this topic yeah yep absolutely so, you know, I wanted to touch t- touch on that really quickly. But now I want to we could go over to the Tylers who they have a lot going on. First of all, a huge congratulations to Jason. Yes. So very happy for that young man. He has the drive, the want and the will to carve out a lane for in a life for himself and have his independence. Mm-hmm. That is that is such a great feeling. Even as a parent to a small child, seeing my kids, you know, constantly becoming more and more independent and wanting to learn and do things on their own. I am so certain that that is such a proud moment for Arena and Jamie. I really do. And so congratulations to him. And we really hope he enjoys that program and it provides him with the tools that he needs to, you know, start having a, his independent life as a young adult. And he is so charismatic, his little life of the party self. Um, one thing about black men, they gonna keep it hushed that they be police officers, ain't they? <laughs> ain't it? It's giving, it's giving, it's giving Tabitha Brown husband, ain't it? <laughs> we watched Give a Shaquille whole, O'Neal. <laughs> we watched a whole season of this show, and not once did this man mention he was an active police officer. Oh, that was new information? Yeah. Yeah, that was not discussed last season. season. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And not only was he a a police officer, he did 25 years and retired from the police force. All they talked about last season was him being a promoter, an event promoter, a club promoter, having a club, owning a barn, having property. They never discussed him being a cop. At all. Wow. Wow. Because I was looking at this like, nah. I'm, I'm looking at this like, nah, I know I be forgetting stuff sometimes. Cause y'all know my mind bad. But I don't remember this shit last season. It was not mentioned last season. It was not brought up. If you notice, uh, DJ Quick did not know. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he definitely had words. Yeah. And rightfully so, because like, nigga, of all the things, nigga, nigga you 12? Like, what is, what, what Which, is, we, what is we doing with, here? Which it makes this whole situation with their son really um, 
you know, melodramatic. Mm-hmm. Because, because I know he pulled some strings to get his son two years probation because yeah. his son was facing double digits in jail and wound up with two years probation. And that's okay. I'm all about black people using their connections the same way that white people do. Because if you think I'm going to let my son go to jail. Jail for two years. And I've been a cop for, for 25 years and have probably rubbed elbows with all kind of prosecutors and DAs and judges and so on and so forth. You a goddamn lie. But then if he, but then also if he pulls strings for that, that's even, it makes it stupider that you then won't help him out with a ticket. You know, yeah. your son, you know, your son's not working. You know that the job that you had set up, they did a background check. He couldn't clear it. So he couldn't work there. Okay. He has to pay his probation fees or they're going to put him in jail. If this so, ticket goes too far and he has police interactions, they can put him in jail. So, I mean, I understand you want him to get out, get it as a man, but I'm not going to, for a ticket, I'm not going to risk his freedom for it. Now, if you out here fucking up again, then it is what it is but not over no ticket. So let's rewind. Cause I want to go back to this hospital job. There is no way you thought your son who's currently on probation with felony drug trafficking charges and some other shit was going to pass a background check to get a hospital job. That's like somebody who had been convicted of robbery and maybe is finally out of jail applying to work at a bank. Love about the lock up like this folks. I was about to say same thing. <laughs> we hear Adrian. We see each we other. Are, we do. Well, that lady owned like a secondhand jewelry store. So it's a little <laughs> Not different. a secondhand jewelry. I mean, it is what it is. That's what antique vintage means. Yeah, it's a, it's a secondhand jewelry store. But, but it's just like. Salvation Army says. Yeah. But it's like, you, you, there's no way you thought your son was going to get that job. Hospital jobs, background screen, like the government fucking does. I, so I feel like not only did you set your son up for failure, when the failure came, you weren't supportive. Then you wanted to throw in his face everything that you do for him. And Why then not also say he, doing everything that you could for him. And then Bro. calling him entitled. Bro, and when he world, said, I didn't have to feed you for 18 years. I'm like, oh, like, I, nigga, see I, I know. Like, nigga, you yes, are. you did. Yes, you absolutely did have to feed me for 18 years. And the part that I have a problem with is, well, did did your girlfriend buy you a car? Why would you buy him a car if he's not working? Why would you buy him a bill if he's not working? And if you bought him a car and it still got bills attached to it, did you really buy it? Mm. These are the questions that need answering. Do she buy you groceries? Do she make sure you eat? This seems like an awful lot of coddling while you're being upset that he's entitled and coddled. Exactly. And then, and let me... Because I think uh, me, Adrian said that in the group chat. It's like, we got to point the mirror back at the at the person at yeah, some point. Yeah, which he is entitled, absolutely. But that is a, that is a monster you created. Because right. I'm going to be honest with you. If When there comes a time for my children are driving age... And me and Mike decide to buy them cars. They need to at least be working part time to at least be able to put gas in the car. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even saying we're going to make them pay their own insurance until they are, you know, maybe out of college or something like that. But they should at least 
be able to minimally sustain the responsibility of having a car, which is putting, putting gas in it, getting an oil change when it needs an oil change, getting the tires rotated. It needs to be they, some kind of balance. There needs to be some kind of balance. And I also want to talk about the fact that they have that man. And they, uh, we said this last season, too. Jamie's ego is a motherfucker because we saw it rear his ugly head with his own wife. Yep. 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 And now we're seeing it with his kids. Your son, who by his own fault got in some legal trouble, by the grace of God, has not had to go to jail. But let's be honest, he is hindered from certain opportunities due to his now criminal background. Yeah. Yep. And that is a hard pill to swallow that, yeah, you might still have your freedom. But to an extent, you don't have your freedom because you can't just go apply for any job that you could be qualified for now. You did like, and so that realization, that being a pill that you have to swallow, your dad having you apply for jobs that he know you can't pass the background check on, and then him acting like you such a fucked up person or you, you, you a terrible child because your background check didn't get you this position. Where is the... Where's the softness when it's needed? You were a cop for 25 years. You've seen a ton of what your son is going through. And you know better than anybody how the system moves to prevent people with criminal records from finding stable legal work, thus leading them back down the same path that got them in legal trouble. Yep. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm not saying give him everything on a platter. What I am saying though is be fucking for real. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm like not even being funny or being sorry about saying this because I'm black. Like, my nigga, you a cop. Like, you gotta say, you gotta kind of shut the fuck up. I'm not even being funny. And and let's be honest, why? Then he was like, well, I said, fuck that shit. Let on to the next. Your, your idea of on to the next was telling him to be security for a club, which he's on probation. So if there's a fight in the club and the police get involved, you're going to fucking jail because nine times out of ten, if you're on probation or parole and you have any contact with the police, they treat it as a violation of probation or parole. Yep. So again, don't play in our face. And I know it's easy to pay in people's face on reality TV because people believe anything. But be fucking for real. You're not trying to help your son get to a place where he has stable and legal work that doesn't jeopardize his freedom. You just want him to take anything so that you can stop having to help him financially. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, it reminds me of uh, Denzel and Fences. Yep. It sure does. Yep. Because yep. it should be a problem for you as a parent that your child said, when I failed, I was talking to everybody else but you. Mm-hmm. Some, as a parent, you should feel like you failed. Yep. And we see how you talk to people. So I am 100% inclined to believe that what you actually said to him and what you're saying you said to him are two different things. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we've seen how you operate even with your own wife. Exactly. And you was on some bullshit by thinking this that your other son's going away party was the right time to have this conversation. Then, to top it all off, and then we're going to get up out of here, your son is in the hallway crying, on the floor crying. And you start getting in his face, barking at him like he a nigga in the street. And if that's how you raised him, it could explain why he got into some of the trouble that he got into. 
Exactly. I also mm-hmm. didn't like DJ Silver calling him a bad kid. I didn't either. That so your, the wrong way. your child is a good but spoiled kid, but he's a bad and entitled kid. That's fucked up. That's a little fucked up to say. And when you say when you put stuff like that out there out, you invite karma to come back and for your son to be even worse than his son. Yep. Yeah. So Water keep it keep, keep it keep it cute until you get your child fully into adulthood. After about 25, Please. then then hit your bragging. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you you're trying to fight your son like a nigga in the street talking about what you gonna do, people having to hold you back. To me, that speaks volumes. Yep. I'm gonna be honest, that's not a place I ever want to go with my children. And that's a place I refuse to go because I am the parent in the situation. And as the parent in the situation and the person who should actually be the most mature person in the situation, I'm gonna step back and assess the factors that are leading to all this vitriol and, and aggression. My son is dealing with a whole fucking lot. He has a criminal record. He's on probation. He's not financially secure. Then you, then he's living with a woman and he's not able to contribute or provide because he's not working. And when he goes out for these jobs, he's getting turned away because of his criminal background. He has to, he's shouldering a whole lot. And yes, it is his fault, but nonetheless, he's shouldering a whole lot. And he has to figure out a whole lot. And the last thing he needs is his dad in his fucking face talking about what he did for him and how he didn't have to do anything for you. Yeah. Nigga, please. Nigga, please. You a sorry ass dad because my dad still helped me out to this day. And I'll, and I'll, I'll be 40 this year. Hello. Exactly. Yeah. My mom still helps out. So cut the I shit. Yeah. But so does my dad. Like the help don't stop just because you're grown. Because yep. that's what good parents do. Because <laughs> I want my child support all my life because I didn't ask to be here. Yep. <laughs> For sure. But that was it. The season looks promising. We're going to be introduced to um, another couple. I can't think of their name off the top of my head. Um, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll wait. Oh, for Alfred and Sherelle Duncan. And they are really good friends with Winter. And it appears Winter is coming back to be as pressed as she fucking wants to be. I was about to say, to, to, Al- to, be, to be the Missy Mommy. Alfred and Sherelle, I haven't heard them them type of names in ages. Right, that's, <laughs> that's the most stylistic-ass name. Right, I thought they retired. Did not cross your mind. Did not. Y'all get my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> oh OJ's them, ass name. That's them house, that's them house gowns, the bed names. <laughs> that's those house gowns for lingerie names. <laughs> <laughs> that's the mode I was conceived at Earth Wind and Fire concert ass name. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, do you remember face tag? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's it. Yes. Um, but speaking speaking of do you remember, I wanna go, I wanna get to Potomac. This is our last show for that we're gonna cover in this episode. And let me just get this off my chest. This is the season of lies. Mm-hmm. This is speaking the of season of Yeah, this is the season of lies because when I I had to take a step back after watching last Sunday's episode. And what I realized is everything is a fucking lie. 
everything is contrived and everyone we had the same conversation about love and marriage trans bill when everything seems contrived and fake it's because the real shit is being covered up so let's talk about what was a lie giselle and this chris made me uncomfortable bullshit that was a lie ashley and deborah and this chris was flirting happy eddie bullshit that's a lie Sharice and uh karen that shit is a lie because there are blatant receipts that show that Karen absolutely reached out Sharice, absolutely asked her for an address to send flowers and to make a donation to a charity of her choice on behalf of her dad and so on and so forth. Heartfelt condolences and everything. And Sharice got the message and she replied. So to act like this is about Karen not showing up for Sharice the way Sharice showed up for Karen, another lie. Um, Ashley and is the... Okay, we... One more point for that one. The producer that put Karen on the show already came forward and said he recommended Karen for the show. And it had nothing to do with Sharice. Mm. We can carry on. Mm. Yep. I remember that because I retweeted it. Um, Ashley and his divorce is a lie. I don't think Ashley and Michael are no more close to a divorce than a man in the fucking moon. I think she needed a new storyline. I think she was tired of people bringing up uh, Michael Darby sexually assaulting people. And if she could distance, if she could distance herself from him on camera while still fucking with him and living a living their life off camera, things would be okay. I think uh, this Mia and Jacqueline shit is, is bullshit. There's no way y'all have been friends for 30 years and have been that awful to each other that quickly. Poor check. For a check. And of course, this Robin and Juan getting married shit is a whole lie. It has been a lie since eight for eight years. And we and honestly, we could just be honest. We know why they started playing up so heavily this wedding shit between Juan, um, Juan and Robin because of this whole shit that's going on at his job as a coach. So who else shit needs to be uncovered? I fool, and I don't know if y'all will agree with me, but I fully think that that. Ray and Karen are having some marital issues. I don't think they're having marital issues. I think they were having marital issues. And I think at this point, it's an open marriage. I don't think if Karen has somebody else, I don't think Ray doesn't know about it. Mm -hmm. They just don't want it out there because Ray is a black man of a certain age and he's not going to want it out there that I allow my wife to be with other men. Mm -hmm. That's what I think it is. Mhm. I'm not opposed to that theory. Yeah. I mean, I've been. <laughs> I mean, not even being funny. I think I've said that before. Is like Karen fucking somebody else. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that's terrible to say, but you look at Karen and then you look at Ray. I'm sorry. You fucking somebody else. I'm sorry. And that's okay. Isn't there like a 20 year age gap? Yeah. Between them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they they got an agreement. Yeah, they got an agreement. Karen, age, they got an agreement. Listen, Karen, for especially for her age, Karen body looks too goddamn good you for you to sit here tell me about face that she ain't fucking nobody else. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got they got an agreement. They got an agreement. She just got to change the bedpans, but they got <laughs> exactly. She just got to. She got. They've got an agreement. All right, she just got to make sure the dishes clean with some shit. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um. Y'all want to talk? I, I don't want to talk no more about Sharice versus Karen because I don't think these these two ladies even really know why they don't fuck with each other at this point. They tried to make it seem like Sharice tried to make it seem like it was about the, her dad passing. That was proven to be a lie. 
Karen, uh, Karen bringing up shopping at the Safeway and all that kind of shit. But what I do want to say is, how can a man make his way to Cherie's vagina when Robin and Giselle is always hanging off of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A man don't have no space to eat Cherie's cootie cat because you two hoes won't get up off of it trying to trying to act like she needs saving. This woman is very calculated. All the women on this show can be very calculated when they want to be. So mm-hmm. I don't understand going the mile to defend Sharice. Who is Sharice? Sharice Somebody is the real some... granddam of Potomac. Not with that wig. I'm saying uh, in the words. Can... Of... Go, oh, ahead. go ahead, Jeremy. I was saying the words of John uh, last week. Not with them shows. And can we acknowledge that the grand dame thing was something they started? being shady towards Karen and Karen just kind of took it and carried it. Mm. Yeah. And that's what they really mad about. Y'all did all of that because Karen can be a bit much. And especially that first season, she was a bit much. Karen got her shit about her. I I won't say that she doesn't, but it, it eats them hoes, assholes that she took grand dom and has been riding with it. She's a fan favorite. So she they figure, oh, we favorite. bring in Sharice and Sharice can take Karen down. I don't care what social connections Sharice has in Potomac. She could. With those wigs, she got the wigs of people that mix and mingle with a bunch of high-powered white people. She got a wig of a black woman that does that. Yeah. We don't care. We don't care. I don't live Because it doesn't, it's not connected to the show. They have literally brought women into this Potomac fold who have not grown up or been in Potomac for a significant amount of time. So why should we continue to care about Sharice being a shaker and mover in Potomac? Most of those women don't fully don't live in fucking Potomac. They live outside of Potomac. Big fucking whoop. Karen is a fan favorite, has been a fan favorite, and Sharice is salty because she feels like as somebody who has skin in the game in the city of Potomac, that she should be on the show and be a first chair. And she just ain't. Because she's not, boring. You just not boring. that girl. She's boring. She's bad built. She's bad looking. She has a bad attitude. She's not a bad bitch. And she can stay off our TV. She's a battle of the bees. Get away from us. Because this trying to take Karen down, the material that they're bringing is not going to do it. Okay, she's cheating on her husband or she has an arrangement with her husband. And who okay. cares? Because she was in rehab. Was she- she was in rehab and her friends came to get her. Sounds like a script to a movie for me. Her friends came to get her so they could now, get lit. Oh, yeah. I'm glad <laughs> you stopped us here, Adrian. And let me say this again. And this is why Sharice is not that bitch. You want to be that bitch, but you a bozo. You, somebody having an addiction to alcohol that leads them to rehab and you using it as a gotcha moment. What do that say about you? Mm. What does that, you, that say about you? That you that are you a, you're as that you are as nasty as we have pegged you to be, and you are mad that you think this woman who is beneath you because she may have a drinking problem, maybe has gone to rehab, didn't complete rehab, and so on and so forth, still manages to be a fan favorite while potentially getting some outside dick. And it eats and it eats Sharice's soul alive because Sharice has none of that. She's nobody's favorite. She looks like a woman that ain't getting no dick. Nobody cares about anything that she has going on. Connections, connect for, connect all. Nobody gives a flying fuck. And it's just you over there with them shoulders and them wigs. And it's and and you playing and wasting everybody's time. And it eats you, you alive. Ugly and uncomfortable. 
And at this point, I'm sick of people's storyline being exposing somebody else's lies. I, especially I mean, we've been there you, with this franchise. Especially been- when all you bitches are sleeping on a bed of lies. With the with with the exception of maybe Wendy and Candace, and they can't even afford to do it because y'all are always gunning for them. But the rest of y'all, a bed of fucking lies. Y'all has fed us nothing but a bed of fucking lies for a very long time. Giselle, you lying about you being back with Jamal. Robin, you lying about you being with Juan. Ashley, you lying about Michael sexually assaulting people. Karen, be lying about some of their financial issues. Yep. All y'all motherfuckers sit up here and lie. It's why we watch the show. It's y'all. It's more like bad of cries than bad of lies because y'all <laughs> always fucking crying. Even if even if Karen is getting some outside dick, it's not going to stop her from being a fan favorite. It might actually boost her up a bit more. Exactly. Because women love a woman who does shit that niggas do. Yep. That outside dick make them whole sick. <laughs> I hate you, Jimmy. That's the show title. <laughs> Text it to me. That outside dick. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> ain't nothing you could do about it. But I just thought it was real low down and 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 disgusting and and trash of you to bring up her potentially having a drinking problem that calls for rehab. Let's be honest. And and the other part that's really grinding my gears about that for you to be talking about your Miss Grindon. Imagine you so pressed to have one up on Karen. You want a title that was made up to make fun of her. The delusion. Panini. But you say you that you know all the movers and shakers. So. If that's the case, baby, Karen ain't the only alcoholic in, in the circle. Mm-hmm. That's part of the course for a lot of these social circles. They be addicts and drunks. The more powerful and rich they are, the bigger their, their addictions. Because if you're such a mover and shaker, why you can't move and shake and get your own show and show us all this stuff, Cherise? Mm. Mm, okay. Questions that need answers. That need answers. Speaking of drags. I love that Candace nice, nasty dragged the shit out of Ashley and basically said, I want for you a love that you don't have to be insecure and project your insecurities and your lack of trust in your man onto other women because I don't care about them hoes because I know my man values me and my man is not stepping out in this marriage. And that's the only way you can really navigate relationships. And you can't spend all your free time hoping that your partner is doing the right thing. You will drive yourself fucking crazy. All of this Ashley, Deborah stuff. And remember, Ashley did this to Robin in like her first season on. Yep. No, remember. She did the same thing. Well, a friend of a friend said that Juan is dating somebody else. Yep. Cause it led to, uh, cause remember, it led to, uh, to Robin, them busting up in that damn, that damn fair cast <laughs> restaurant about to be Ashley the fuck up. <laughs> That kangaroo steakhouse. The kangaroo <laughs> <laughs> protein down under. Like, <laughs> might like kangaroo steakhouse too. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not her her first rodeo, and it's always a deflection because the ladies have no problem calling out just how weird and fucking creepy Michael Darby has been over the years. And Candace has kept her foot on Ashley's neck about it. Your husband says things like I would suck his dick has touched ass, has been accused multiple times by cast and crew of being sexually inappropriate. And you have, he has been caught cheating on you multiple times. Of course you want that to be Candace's fate. Because Miserable loves company. 
Misery loves fucking company. Loves company. That was a poignant read. Um, I've been I've been enjoying Candace this season. I'm not gonna lie. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Candace. She's really been, you know. First of all, she hasn't been reacting as poorly because the Deborah situation could have went totally left. Instead, she maintained her composure and it's eating Ashley up. Ashley would be in her her villainy greatness if she could make Candace have a meltdown and she can't and it's eating her alive. When you do, it's the clownery, beloved. She is the clown with that big ass Pennywise head. <laughs> <laughs> But that is, Penny, that is like when you can't Penny get Darby. a motherfucker, <laughs> you can't get a motherfucker to react, or when you don't let a motherfucker get a reaction out of you when they press for it. That is mm, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss, which perfect segue. Segue Jones, Wendy, Wendy Osifo. This is the Wendy that I really wanted last season or the season before the first season that she was on. This yeah. is the Wendy I wanted. Instead of trying to click up with Giselle and Robin. And then my thing is, do do the new cast women be watching the show before they come on? Because there is no reason to ever click up with Giselle and Robin. I I feel like we ask that question almost every time. And it's it's a a very valid question because some of these alliances, especially when it comes to like the new girls, you just it it makes you ponder like, do y'all not watch this show? before y'all come on because I think people try to I think people watch the show but they kind of try to come in with a blank slate being open to relationships with people because they acknowledge that this is a tv show so it could be editing it could be other things so I think they watch the show but they come in expecting it to be different mm. yeah I can see that yep absolutely um but Wendy read Mia for filth after Mia tried to offer a half-ass apology. First of all, bitch, first of all, crater face, learn a definition of assault. And the minute you didn't know the definition, I would have hit you with some assault charges. <laughs> you heard me? If you don't understand the definition of assault, let me help you, boo-boo stinky. Google stinky. All right. <laughs> Let me help you stink a butt. You're going to find out just what assault means because I'm going to bring you up on some charges for throwing a drink in my face and hitting me with your purse. Mm. It's not uncommon for people to not know what assault is, though. They get assault and battery confused a lot of the times. Come on, our, our, our resident uh, legal expert. And, come on. Nah. <laughs> But I would have had that bitch brought up on some charges. Right. Some would have been, some charges would have been thrown at her just like that damn But I loved, love, love Wendy. This was, sometimes I feel like Wendy tries a little too hard to have a moment. But this, this was chef's kiss. Because she's like, Mia gonna bring up friendship. And when Wendy said, what do you know about friendship? You're not even a good friend to this woman and y'all have been friends for 30 years. Don't talk to me about no fucking friendship. She ran Mia out off the table and then was like, you know what it is? My, you just want my life. That's what it is. You want to be Mia. Me. Fuck Mia for trying to virtue signal. Yeah. Because in one breath, oh, you were calling my husband gay. Then when that didn't hit and she's like, well, no, I wasn't. I could have been talking about you sleeping with other men. You've said that y'all sleep with other people. I could have been yeah. talking about you. Oh, and there's nothing wrong with um, being gay and a man sleeping with another man. Like, girl, nobody said that. You said that. 
Yeah. Don't try it. Nobody's being weird about this except you, beloved. Exactly. Yeah. And can we talk about toxic transparency? I made this word up completely. You're doing all right, (laughs) Abe. But Mia with this, oh, well, I'm reeling up front about mine. You being reeling up front about being a horrible person doesn't make you any less of a horrible person. (laughs) Right? It's like, this is not doing what you think it's doing, beloved. It's not. So all that, well, I'm transparent and I own up to mine and all this. Hey, mm. I feel like you probably didn't have a choice because enough people know your tea to spill it. Yeah. So is it really being transparent when we going to find out anyway? Right. Yeah. Is, is it being transparent or are you just trying to get in, the, in ahead of it? Because there's a difference. Yep. Absolutely. But what I can say only, is that you're transparent and not only that. Her and Jacqueline still are not speaking in real time. So that tells you all you need to know. First things first, let's be honest. They were never friends. They weren't. They weren't truly friends. Because there is no way that healthy friendships... Okay, maybe they were toxic friends. Yeah. But to have these kind of blow-ups and blow-outs and interactions, both publicly in front of the camera, in front of people that don't really know Jacqueline, or privately... It says a lot about where that friendship ever was. Mm-hmm. As you said last week, um, Adrian, the problem is they got too co-mingled so they could no longer separate from each other because too much was involved. Yep. But I feel like this is a friendship that has been over for a very long time now. And yeah. it finally came to a head once the camera started rolling and Jacqueline and Mia both wanted to see who could piss the, the farthest mm-hmm. while the cameras were rolling. Yep. Who had the bigger dick in this situation? Yep. Because I'm not buying the down-to-earth narrative. No. I think if Mia, if there was ever a time Mia was down-to-earth, it was because Earth is all she had. Because her mama smoked everything else. So I don't think there was ever <laughs> a complete time <laughs> where <laughs> she was down-to-earth and humble. I'm just going to be honest. I think she was in a position where she didn't have, she really didn't have a choice. If you don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of, you kind of got to be home. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But that's about it. The big blow up is coming tonight between Karen and Robin. And that's when Robin, again, Robin is very pressed. She'd be planning these gotcha moments, sitting around collecting pictures of the man you think uh, Karen is stepping out on Ray with. It's real pressed. And they are better than me because I would have started pulling up those court documents from that lawsuit. Or pull up pictures of the of Juan's girlfriend. Somebody got pictures. Somebody got pictures. But very pressed because and you, her, you are very. Go ahead, Adrian. And the way she's acting is making me even more irate because she's talking about Karen deflecting. She doesn't want to share stuff when your shit is about to be spilled. Now you don't even want to be on the show. So you can sit on ready to be in everybody else's business. But when it's your time to be on the summer jam screen, now you don't want to do the show no more. Not to mention, hold on, let me go to Candace uh, Twitter real quick. Um, because she started dragging, uh, a, she started dragging Robin real good, real quickly too. She made a tweet that said, um, handle your scandal. Oh, come on, Mars. And in the comments of that tweet, they are dragging Robin for filth. Dragging. So. Has has Robin like tweeted? No, since no, the... no. Robin has mm-hmm. not tweeted since the news broke of that Juan Dixon shit. Mm. 
Not a single tweet, not even a retweet. Mm. I just find she it has, funny how she she has not retweeted anything since since September September 2022. I hope they spend all next season dragging it. Everybody bring it up. Ashley bring it up. Everybody bringing it up. Don't think just because yeah. you're not here that this just go away. Nah, nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm ready for tonight's episode, and we are. Ready? I'm ready to get to the reunion. The reunion also also finished filming this week as well. So, um, you know, it would be nice to have some guests. Um, shout out to Jackie and John for being some phenomenal guests last week. Our good friend Steph uh, Stephanie from Mocha Minutes reached out and said she's ready to be on. I talked to our good sis uh, Brooke via dm and i hope that i can um she'll have some time maybe we can get her on once the reunion start airing and as always yeah brooke has been on before yeah brooke has been on a few times hasn't she jeremy yep i'm a fan for a little bit then yeah we adore i am such a fan of her oh i'm such a fan of her yeah we adore brooke brooke is who we default to for anything real housewives and she covers other shows as well but she she digs her heels down in anything Real Housewives. So if you ever, you know, she has a YouTube channel that is doing extremely well. She was just at BravoCon shaking and moving with some of your best and, and worst, um, you know, <laughs> Bravo Housewives and, and such. So shout out to Brooke. Yeah, I'm definitely going to reach out to her and see if she can, if she'll have some time to come on once we get to the reunion part of Potomac and, and do a little talking. So, yep. I'm excited. Y'all got anything to say before we get out of here? Uh, No, that's it for me. I don't have anything. Well, cool. We thank y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. As usual, treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Go subscribe to our Patreon at the minimum red noise level where you'll get Ratchet Reloaded. But if you go to the blue noise level, you'll get Red Light Special. You'll get the Wind Down and some other great shows. Um, We thank y'all for supporting us. And we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. Peace, niggas. Bye, y'all.